Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coach vs. Fan Podcast. Delighted to have you all here with us during yet another international break. Love it. Gotta love it. Uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. I'm joined here, as always, with my friend, foe, football fan, Abel. Nemesis. Sp- well, I was, Podcast nemesis. I want you to put that in there. I was going with the... I was, starting, I was naming words that started with F. Friend, foe, football fan. Oh. So can you... you oh, I didn't pick that up. My bad. Uh, yeah, 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 My yeah. bad. It's okay. I'll, uh, I'll, sorry, I ruined, yeah. I ruined it. My bad. I ruined things like most fans do. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm sure, hopefully some people caught on. Uh, yeah, how you doing? Hopefully you have that smart enough audience. <laughs> I'm good, man. For, uh, <laughs> for, for our uh, video... Uh, audience who watch this on YouTube, check this out on YouTube if you don't. Adi, little trivia: What national team's football kit is this? Who, which country does this represent? Since it's um, international break, so I thought I'd, I'd wear it international kit. Switzerland. No, <laughs> uh, m- more to the east. Near the country I live in. Neighboring, actually, the country I live in. They do good beer. They all do good beer. But, well, over, over they there. all do good beer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, you are in Hungary. I'm going to go ahead and say, um, I don't know, Slovenia? Well, Slovakia? Ne- neighboring countries. Slovakia. Close. Slovakia. No, a bit further north, 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 north. Sorry, it's not exactly bordering. Uh, that was on me. My Czech geography Republic. lessons are bad. Czech Republic. There we go. Pra Czechia. I actually. It's a cool I mean, kit, man. Yeah, I actually, I, I've obviously seen you wear that kit before, and I, and I, I remember once I said Slovakia, I remember Czech, Czech Republic. That it was actually Czech Republic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not really fair, but yeah, cool. I think okay. it's actually called Czechia now. I didn't know this till very recently. They changed the name from Czech Republic to Czechia. Just a little geography fact for those uh, geography lovers out there. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a cool kit. I love it. That's my thing, you know. I like to wear football kits. I got a new one, which I'll present uh, in one of our next episodes. So, And for those who yeah, are loving that. not li- watching on YouTube or are listening on probably Spotify, sorry for wasting the last three minutes of your life. Why? They learned that Czechia has an awesome <laughs> jersey that they should check out. That's they learned one. that uh, I'm based in Hungary, so <laughs> stalkers aware. <laughs> but um, yes, we have a. Uh, it's a bit uh, slow with international break, but um, again, big game tomorrow for my national team, Hungary, um, playing Serbia here in Hungary. So uh, top two of group. Yeah, big game. I'm uh yeah, never really joined international breaks until I had a team to support. <laughs> so it's okay. Come on. But, yeah. you, Any games well, you're you, watching? You buddy? always you always you had waiting a team? for the Premier League. You always had a team to support. You just never chose to support them because they were crap and now they're doing pretty well. <laughs> you never chose to act yes, you never chose to probably. actively support them. And I live here. Um, and I, I live work, here now, so that also helps. Right, so you true. feel a bit, you're a bit more connected. Um, I yeah, exactly. I will. Not, I'm not really watching any uh, international games unless any catch my eye. Um, just because, 
I probably coach during most of them anyway, to be honest, when they're being played. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I watch, I already have, I already watch enough, I think. So it's, I just take it as a break. If there's an interesting game on though, I will watch it. I don't, mm-hmm. but I haven't even looked at what games are on. So, well, if you, anybody's not watching on a Saturday, uh, the October 14th, I think tomorrow. Yeah. That is the date. Tomorrow. Watch Hungary, Serbia. It's going to be a good game. It's a big game tomorrow evening. All right, my friend, my foe, my right. Yes. So, say. what we'll be discussing? What are we going to be discussing today? We're going to be discussing the retirement of one of uh, of well, not one of. I'll say of a, of a great player, um, and uh, <laughs> and and a shame. I'm sure many people sad to sad to see him retire, but maybe people also saw it coming. That is Eden Hazard. As um, probably everybody knows, he's he's he has retired, uh, and then we'll be looking at um, Eden Hazard's former club Chelsea and their performance in the league so far, uh, and and how that's been going. Yeah, and I think with Hazard, I th- uh, it will naturally go into a discussion of forwards. Where does he rank in that? Because I I I'm a. Uh, on the fence about this, you know, actually. All right, well, then let's, uh, let's, really let's, the let's do it then. Well, go on then. Tell let's us how you it. feel. So, tell, tell us what we're going to hear you second. talk about. He, how old, how, when we say, you know, what's interesting, Eden Hazard retired at the age of 32. That is not young, but it's young for a footballer. And uh, I have to say, I always saw it coming. This guy was absolutely... When he was playing in the Premier League, just destroyed. I've never seen a player who got fouled more in a game than Eden Hazard. I have to say, like, I could see it. And and when he transferred to Real Madrid, I'm like, Chelsea just got a bargain because this guy is never, barely going to play from now on. This guy is, is destroyed. His body's destroyed. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a surprise, first of all, that he retired at 32. But... The reason I say this is because there's a reason he got fouled all the time because he was, and as much as I hate to say that he played for Chelsea, a brilliant player. And um, yeah, I uh, I have to say on his day, and he, I hate that they, I hate to say this, but he managed to kick Tottenham out of the title race when Leicester, the year Leicester won it with that goal, although that was absolutely terrible defending by Tottenham. I rewatched it specifically to see if how good, but he was good, but it was just absolutely terrible defending. Eric Dyer, I'm looking at you. But I, let's look at his full career. All right. Across all his playing time, Eden Hazard had 623 games. He played over 600 games, which is significant actually. Um, and 167 goals and 157 assists. Now, if you do some quick maths, excuse me while I do it, I'm going to figure it out. What percentage goal involvement out of the average games that means? We're talking over 52% goal involvement in terms of his total games. So he played 623 games. His total goal involvements, goals and assists, in terms of out of the total number of games he played, is 52%. So in 52% of the games he played, he averages 
fifty. Sorry, in, in the total number of games he plays, he averages fifty-two percent goal involvement. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, and a little stat: Where do you think he scored his most goals? In what club? Um, yes. Well, for, for you to be saying it like that, I'm gonna say it's not Chelsea. Um, and then Lille. <laughs> Chelsea. Trick question. It was Chelsea. <laughs> I, <just got> <laughs> I wanted to catch you out. But yes, of course it was Chelsea. But what do you think about Eden Hazard, man? What what like I, I, I always wondered if he was like a coach's dream, just you know, they say he was like a master of chaos. But from a coach's perspective, like now looking back and that prime Eden Hazard, how would he have like just yeah, what is it your view about him, you know? Yeah, well, he's obviously he was obviously a great player. I mean uh, that uh, that uh, was shown in his in his games and his performances. Um, yeah, when he went to Real Madrid, I think uh, he that he came he went overweight uh, to preseason to Real Madrid. I remember that, uh, and there was that was a whole thing. Uh, and I think since then he just never really mm-hmm. got his uh, his fitness to where it needed to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, and maybe his, uh, I don't know, he went to the Real Madrid, so he just sort of felt like, uh, I don't know, like he he went to the uh, b- biggest club that he would be able to go to, so he just feel like, yeah, I don't know, he just made, like he, he did everything he wanted to do, I don't know, and so then maybe there was a bit of less motivation uh, to get back into it and to really hit his form that he was at Chelsea, obviously, that was so high. So Can I interrupt you? Sorry. Just, I wanted to say that he never won the Champions League with Chelsea. He won that with Real Madrid in twenty one, twenty two. So I also, I don't know, that's sad. You know, he never won the Champions League with Chelsea, and yet he didn't do the effort, as as you say, to really go for it at Real Madrid. Or just, I, I just want to bring that fact that that he was missing that key trophy as Champions League, which of course he won, but he didn't play in it. Right? It wasn't a active honestly. If you had, team. if you had, if you had told me that he'd won one with Chelsea or he hadn't, I wouldn't have even known, to be honest. I'm not sure it's even like yeah. yeah. I, that's a really good point. I actually thought I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, he definitely won the Champions League, and I was like, did he win with Chelsea? And so I had he, to look it up. It wasn't. It was Real Madrid, right? Which shows just shows how good um, of a player he was, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he was definitely he was definitely great. Um, I think. Um, I mean, but ultimately, I mean, it goes it goes down to like, why was he? Why is he not considered one of the greats? Obviously, trophies aside. Like ability wise, obviously was, but also uh, longevity wasn't. You know, he he didn't he didn't yeah. have the career that the top top players that you expect him to have these days. Uh, he was like more no. like a he 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 resembled more like the old school Brazilians like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, or Adriano, or whoever. Or well, maybe Adriano was was Adriano like uh or was that where did, was he just injured? Did no, he, just he was a beast of a forward. No, 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 he was. No, I'm a little bit Ronaldinho esque. No, know? I'm saying no, no, no. What I'm, what I'm no? saying, I'm not talking about as a player. I'm talking about as uh. having short careers due to ah, sure, uh, sorry, 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 yeah. going out yeah. and that, all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about football wise. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Talking about yeah, yeah absolutely. But that's what I'm. I don't know. I couldn't remember. I don't remember if Adriano was like that because of his attitude off the field, or if, if he's just had bad injuries. Anyways. Those old school Brazilian types that had short shorter careers than that we would have liked them to see, and you say like if they had 
the the long careers, if they had the work ethic of this player, blah blah, blah then they would have been ridiculous. Mm. Probably Eden Hazard goes in that in that category. Um, so yeah, a bit of a shame as well, obviously. Um, you know, because if he, when he went to Real Madrid, he could have really dominated and really like put him put his name amongst the you know the the top top, which you know obviously talent wise right. he was, but talent is not everything. Obviously, it's a it's a it's um the psychological aspect as well, and you know how you treat yourself off the field and how you how you treat your your career in the long run. Um, right. But yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, like what leg- legacy status what, what would you what would you what sort of legacy would you give uh, Eden Hazard? I I would um, I don't know, man. I think he was just such a bright. You're a, a spot on by saying he was just such a bright spark. And I'm I'm, try, I'm looking actually at the I'm looking at the Premier League top goal scorers, and he doesn't even rank in the top forty, man. Like he was just such a bright spark. Like he doesn't rank in the top ten of any stats, uh, not 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 top from what I'm seeing, not even top fifty in goals in oh, all time well, in Premier League. The well, the one the one stat that he do, the stat that he does top is one that you touched on earlier, which is the most fouled. <laughs> He's a uh, he was he was one hundred percent the most fouled player in the Premier League during during his era. I don't know I don't know what, I wonder, it, what that, that is. All, all I haven't time. seen that stat. <laughs> but oh, oh yeah, but that yes, was that was a hundred percent a stat when he was uh when he was at Chelsea. That was a stat on a seasonal basis. It was uh yeah, he's the most fouled player in the Premier League. Uh that that was that absolutely was definitely, no for, definitely a fact. But it was just such uh, a bright spark, but I agree with you. You 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 can't you can't put that on like I saw this question on Twitter and you can't put that on the, as a Premier League great when you just have such a short term of you know greatness it's just it's just you can't if you're going to start you know when we're putting when we're having when people are having these discussions beautiful player man i mean i i think Henri mentioned it in one of his i think i, I just loved it like a master of chaos and, and i was like well, and you look at these videos and it's just it's when it was just uh, he would pop up in all these areas of the field and just create chaos and that's when it was just pure improvisation gut instinct intuit intuition playing football he was like one of the best i've ever seen like just complete reaction and just make make things out of nothing but also you can say football isn't like that it wasn't isn't wasn't moving anymore like he was right at that transition when football is very organized now right there's like a that that really that chaos element doesn't come in so much in football anymore so maybe a bit unlucky in that point but he was beautiful to watch and I say mean I know I really do mean beautiful to watch. Except he played for fucking Chelsea. I hate that. I hate how much and how and you know they're you know can I just a side note? When they tweeted his retirement, Chelsea is up and all these fans are like he he robbed Spurs of the title. Man, really? That that's what you're that's how you're celebrating Eden Hazard that he robbed Spurs of the title against Leicester. You're you're stupid low, dude. You're stooping low, social media manager of Chelsea. But anyway, but where would you? I rank him. I would say top forwards that I've ever seen in the Premier League. I would say top ten for sure. But I mean, then you're going to some greats there, and I'm talking like front three. I'm talking not in midfield. I'm talking left wings, attacking midfielder, right wing striker. Some th- those positions. Um, 
Yeah, man. I wouldn't put him top five, though. Top ten. Top five, I think. I saw you know, some beautiful wingers. You know, I think uh, Hoongman Son. Ronaldo, of course, probably the best forward the Premier League has ever seen. Ooh. No? No reaction to that? Oh, Adi. We're going to go on a little break because uh, we can't hear my friend Adi. You got me now. Okay. My bad. I gotcha. So, no, what I was what I was going to ask was the because I was thinking Ronaldo as well, but then I thought when you say the great the greatest the greatest of all time in this position or whatever in the Premier League in the Premier League, when you say Ronaldo for example, are we talking about when he was in the Premier League or are we talking about him as a player overall and he was once in the Premier League and therefore mm-hmm. he's you know what I mean? No, Premier League. We're talking top Premier League forwards. Not no, but what I'm saying is that when you say Cristiano Ronaldo, are you saying are you saying Ronaldo based on when he was in the Premier League? Like the Ronaldo that we saw in the Premier League? Or are yes, you talking about yes, are yes, you including yes, the Ronaldo yes. of Real Madrid? Ronaldo in the Premier League. Okay. Ronaldo in the Premier League. Okay. Um, I don't know if I would put him as the greatest then if we're just basing it off of his uh, just off of his time in the... Ooh. I'm not sure he was better. I'm not sure his time at, in in at United was. He, I'm not sure he was better than Henri's time in the Premier League. And I don't. I don't think. I'm mm. not sure he tops Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry in the Premier League was. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I don't see. This is what. That's what I mean. I don't think. I would. I see. Put, oh I would put yeah. Henri okay. Over, I would put Premier League Henri Henri over Premier League Ronaldo. You know. Okay, so you're. And that was just off the top of my head. Is Henri. What? No, that was just that oh, was just what? an example I was giving off the top of my head. I don't know. I th- I think kind of threw this on me now. Now I'm like shit. I know I've got to go through all my. But uh, that's a gut. In, that's a gut answer. That's usually yeah, the right one, right? So Henri. Well, it's it's. Let's say your favorite. Speaks for yourself, you mofo. Henri. <laughs> what about Harry Kane? Well, see, Harry the, Kane, Hungminson. Yeah, listen, Kulusevsky. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, no, but another one. What was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Who? Kulusevski. No, the the striker you guys had a couple of seasons ago. The the backup striker you guys had to. Robert Soldado. No. Robert Soldado. No, no Spanish. No, was he Spanish? Spanish. I'm pretty sure he was Spanish. Who? Who? Victor Janssen. Who? No, not Janssen. The other one. What are you talking about? The other one. Anyways, I don't Robert remember. Robert Soldado. Yeah. It's Bobby Soldado, I think. That's no, it wasn't Soldado. No, it's not Soldado. It's not. No, it's not Soldado. No? Maybe it wasn't Spanish. Maybe Spanish maybe. Anyways, anyways. Let's stay on the great anyway. ones. Let's stay on the great <laughs> footballers. <laughs> um, but can I just say, put a shout out to Burkamp. Again, fucking awesome. But Burkamp. Oof. 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 Yeah, Burkamp. See, that's what, what I'm saying. Man. You're going to put, I'm not going to put Ronaldo, Premier League Ronaldo over, over Premier League Burkamp. All right. I I'm mean, a man enough also, to admit but you know, it's also because it's also because they spent, you know, Henri, for example, spent the majority of his career and his prime years in uh, in the Premier League. So you know, I'm sure if Ronaldo had stayed, I'm sure we'd be saying, yeah, he's the greatest yeah. forward of all time in the yeah. Premier League. But that's why I wanted to ask the question: if we're yeah. talking about his era, just his Premier League time in the Premier League, or if we're talking about overall. So if we're just going with his when they were in the Premier League, I put Henri over him for sure. I put probably put Burkamp over him. Um, Aguero probably, 
You know? Aguero. All right, I'm mad enough to admit that's Alan Shearer. No, dude, come, <laughs> on. come on, kidding. No. kidding? no, 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 not in our lifetime. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> don't get put. Don't put a granddaddy in there. No, Jermaine but, uh, you're right. I, I take that back, Ronaldo. Hey, man, Crouchy. <laughs> this guy was never supposed to be a footballer. This guy admitted if he Crouchy admitted if he wasn't a footballer, he would be a, still be a virgin. So you got to give respect <laughs> that this guy achieved a lot more. He had a lot more at risk than many of these other people, and he still managed to make it work at some top clubs. No, but um, yeah, Hazard, great player, but light burnt quickly, burnt strongly, but ultimately just quickly faded away. And um, yeah, it's just a not that longevity just shows how important it is to be treated like. To really say in your memory as well as a player, you know, like left the Premier League was really quick to be forgotten. Like, you need that longevity, you need that legacy a little bit built up in the Premier League. I think to, in general, any player to really be just respected. I think it's you quickly fade away. Football moves well very quickly, um, and I think that's exactly what happened with Hazard. He had just such a bright spark for a couple of years, and yeah, you'll be, say you say a great player, but that's it. It won't be one that you'll go a deep in discussion like we talk about Burkham, Thierry Henry. Yeah. Anyway, since we're talking anyway, about we'll see. Uh, he did about. say, you know, he did say, um, you know, see you soon all, all off the field. So, you know, see what see what he's got in store. Is he planning to do some stuff uh, off the field? What is he planning to do? This guy know. couldn't be bothered to turn up to training on time and he's going to manage a football club, which is like the most stressful, hardworking huh? No, masochistic. Said, what? Is, no, like, see you off, off the what is, off the field. Uh, that uh, meaning outside of football. I oh, I thought like off as a player, like the, maybe as a manager. All right, all right. That's I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Don't he just said off. Man. He just said off the field. I took that as probably Ooh. outside of football, but who knows? I don't know. He inspired. I, don't, topic, I definitely though. don't see You're, him as a manager. Definitely don't see him as a man. You, you, you. This topic, this this little mini discussion that we've had before we move on to Chelsea. Just Audi, let's write it down. Do strikers make good managers? Do former strikers and attacking players make good managers? Why, I'm not going to say what I think. Why strikers? Just an interesting, no, <laughs> just a little interesting hypothesis that. I have. No, go on. Tell us what you think. Clearly, no, no, no. This, this, this is a teaser. Strong, this is a teaser. I'm just trying to think of strikers now that have been. I'm trying to think of strikers now that have been become managers after. Mm. We'll we'll yeah. think about it a bit later. Listen, so we we've got a lot of, uh, you know, we've got some ripe right backs. As, we've got some right backs as well who have tried to be managers and failed miserably. <coughs> Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he went, maybe that's a he part went of that right business. back into punditry. He felt he he got he went right back oh, to, yeah. to his happy place, to and his he will zone. never do it again. But I do give yeah, I do give props exactly. to uh, no Gary Neville. First of all, you know, love you just because you, you were a part of class of ninety two and everything. But uh, he also I give props to you know Gary for things like um, uh, you know when the whole Super League thing came out, he immediately uh, spoke out on it like without without hesitation. So I get I give I give uh, right. I have respect for Gary Neville for that. Anyways, I feel like I should have just said. Do you, do you have respect for Chelsea? Do you have respect for Chelsea, who spent one billion pounds since Bowley took over, over one billion pounds, and have achieved nada, nothing, tipote, shemit? All I'm gonna say. I can't say it in more languages. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer with 
what I have written in my notes here. And the first thing I have written on my notes of the Chelsea is I can't comment blame the this. American. Blame the American. That's, all, that's literally what I have written down. Blame the American. Blame um, the American. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I love that. Blame the American. Yeah, no. The, I mean, the whole Todd Bowley thing. I mean, <laughs> he's just, I just, I just, I wonder, I wonder if he, you know what? But the thing is, I wonder if he actually feels dumb. Wait, so where you're, you're saying he's fact. a cause? You Do, do you no, think no. he's a cause? I'm not saying he's the sole he's the sole cause. First of all, I think I think Chelsea overall have a very weird, weird culture. I think that Ch- Chelsea's culture is mm. a club is a lot is mm. a very strange compared to other tra- you know traditional football clubs. Uh, you know, let's say let's say yeah. the other the other London clubs. Let's say right. I, I think Chelsea have a very very strange very strange culture. Um, uh, and okay, obviously post post Abramovich, right. I mean, it's been completely yeah. different since he when he, since when when he took over. Completely different. Well, interestingly, just a completely supposedly completely different approach, but yet not. <laughs> just it, you know, yeah, it was like, oh, mean? he's gonna, he, I'm gonna go with the young. He well, he went with Graham Potter, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go for a project manager. No, no, I'm talking like, about I'm talking about talented. Chelsea. I mean Chelsea. Pre no, no, I know Chelsea culture. No, no, I'm saying pre Abramovich and post Abramovich. I'm saying I'm not saying Todd Bowley is doing things different. Isn't that different. similar culture? Isn't that no? similar culture though? Like, isn't that quite similar? Even with two different owners, or don't they act quite like? Isn't I haven't seen the big change that I thought the new owner would bring. No, I'm talking. I'm not talking about Todd Bowley. I'm not saying Todd Bowley has done is has it has a different culture has brought a different culture to uh, what Abramovich. I'm saying pre Abramovich no, and post Abramovich. Yes? I'm not talking about Todd Bowley. I'm so saying, what are you saying? So what about what about you? Saying I'm saying that post? before, ever since Abramovich has come, obviously they've been doing some. They've been they've completely changed their behavior, right? As a club in terms of transfers and all this stuff and money spent and all that, right? Yeah. So I'm saying that the culture at Chelsea is very different to what it perhaps used to be. I mean, I'm not. I'm like really. Of course, how's that still, different? They still spend a shit ton of money. When. I don't think it's... You're saying it's different? I, when, I don't see that you're much saying of a difference. They spent a shit ton of money when? When are you saying? Before? They they always spent... Since Abramovich came in, they've always spent a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. Always. So... so That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying so I agree with from you. When, I agree from with when Abramovich you. took over is different to when before Ab- pre-Abramovich, the culture is... Culture yes, pre-Abramovich yes, yes, yes. to post-Abramovich. Yeah. So why are you, you just... But you're the, just questioning the funny thing is everybody... No, but... Bo- no, no, no. We, I was, we're just no, miscommunicating, but we're just, I was agreeing with you that since after Bravich, the culture has been about spending a lot of money, right? You agree here. That's What's exactly interesting is that Bowley yes. came in and, and came out, so we, I was agreeing with you, but what's interesting that Bowley has come out and saying, no, 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 we're going to do things differently and we want to build and for the long term. And then what do they do? They go, this is what I was trying to say before, they go and hire the up-and-coming British manager and Graham Potter, you know? And lo and behold... He gets let go within like a year, or maybe less, probably. You know. Um, yeah, well, that I think is. Uh, I think. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, just it's just so the culture, even on not just spending money, also not giving patience, not standing really true to their behind their words so much, um, being quite um, quick in their decisions. I think that's still somehow stayed in that culture, like they they. They don't really. They're not a long-term type of club, no matter how much they they say. Like, 
maybe they'll prove me wrong. I don't think so. But yeah, it's just another thing I noticed. Yeah, no, I don't think that I don't think the culture's changed at all since Tabuli came over. I mean, yeah, uh, I think he's uh, again. I, I think he's clueless. First of all, in terms of football, plain and simple, I think he's complete, <laughs> I think he's completely clueless. And the reason why is because you, read, you know he mentioned twelve players. Do you know the twelve players yeah. thing he t- said? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, he said there were 12 players uh, He's Like he thinks he, he think, I feel like he thinks Oh he's going to bring in the the, man, the grandpa Or the manager Who's uh, And again mm-hmm. I, I'm not I don't know You know We don't know the people Who go behind these Key decision making This whole decision making process And who And how it works exactly But uh, He was definitely Very hands on When he came in Todd Bowley He had a very hands on Approach didn't he Yeah Going on uh, interviews yeah. Talking about his four four three formations And uh, <laughs> And uh, With 12 players Talking about four, Having four. it Talking about having An all star game Like they do in the US Doing it in the In uh, in the For the Premier League uh, Right He talked about All that kind of stuff um, Uh but like, yeah, and then you know, okay, I'm gonna go. You're gonna go get Graham Potter, but then you're still gonna s- spend all this money, which I would be shocked if Graham Potter was had anything to do with those decisions of who the players who brought in. I would be oh, shocked no, if no, if, no. Uh, if he that. had anything to do. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure some managers they they do con- consult like, you know, whose opinion they actually do care about. Like, I'm sure when Mourinho was there, you know, he had mm-hmm. quite the say. In who, in who oh no, 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 yes, 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 but, yes, I agree. But like. But yeah, like, you know, Graham Potter has nothing to do. So you bring in Graham Potter, who is a guy, like his, Tall Bowley's actions don't line up with his, they don't line up. So you bring in, you bring in the, the, the Graham Potter, who's the young, upcoming manager, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, British, right? Um, so, you know, who's do- been doing very well in the Premier League. So he's now at a point where he's going to take over, go to his next level, right? And, and trying to... And then you go, but then you go. So this is a guy who the grandfather is someone who at the, at this point hadn't coached top top, uh, top you know top ten in the world team yet. So he hadn't been had to manage those types of players. And so you bring him in, right. and the first thing you do is you go and splash all this cash, and you bring in all these ridiculous players, right? And so now you're putting grandfather in a situation where what do you expect him to like? You expect him to just thrive on that? Like, yeah, okay, he has great players, but right. he's not. He's not. He's never been in that situation before. Like you know, so it's just like you're going and hiring a manager that says one thing. Like the hiring of this manager says that we're thinking long term and that we're going to be patient with them. Yeah. And you know, we want a British manager. Blah blah, blah whatever. Right. But then you go and you spend all this money, and you're and and fine if you you know if you hadn't sacked Graham Potter, then maybe your your actions would align with each other. But then you go and you sack him for after I don't know how long. So. You know, clearly you don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. He's bringing in uh, the one manager, but then he's going. He doesn't and- understand. It, yeah, he doesn't understand. I mean, he's he this whole. I mean, from a, you can say from a business point of view, it's smart that he does this. You know, amortization. You know, he gives these huge contracts, really long contracts. So, from an accounting on uh, point of view, it, it doesn't it doesn't take as impact as maybe it, the just absolute sum looks like. But I mean, you're you're talking about like giving Mudrik, for instance, a contract till twenty thirty one. Twenty thirty one. That's nearly ten years. That's eight years, man. That's like, and as a player, and I was like this. We can go so deep into Chelsea, but these are the questions I pose. Why would you do it as a player? 
my answer to that to my own question is why wouldn't you you're having a huge contract for eight years you're ensuring your your most of your playing career you, you're going to be employed or be paid right uh huge amounts of money so the players i it's a bit silly why would you go into club that's so overloaded the players because you have to have extreme confidence in yourself like just the playing time won't be there but okay i get why you have to take the reality point of view but then you have the he takes it, Boli has taken it to such a business point of view with the summarization, thinking he can outsmart the system probably by doing these long contract summarization, you know, yeah. selling one of their, they're probably their, one of their best uh, um, young players, uh, not in Palmer, I can't, he went to Newcastle, I can't remember the name of this young young kid, right? Sold him Gallagher? for 40, 50 million to Newcastle. No, Gallagher's still there, I can't Gallagher's remember who there. went to. Yeah, Gallagher's still there, he's a captain now, but but um, no, but they sold another kid to Newcastle and then they bought Palmer from Man City for 40 million, but over a long time. So it looks like it's much less spent. But he thinks, he really thinks he can outsmart the system, but you don't understand that a manager, and ultimately this is the point, a bloated squad makes un- will probably cause more unhappy players than a smaller squad, right? Uh, especially players whose ego is absolutely boosted because of the amount the size of contracts you're giving them. And which is a, probably a nightmare for managers, no? Um, like such a big squad, isn't that so I mean, much more difficult to manage? Yeah, but I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think most managers would prefer a would lean towards the leaner, a leaner squad. Uh, would prefer more lean rather than bulky. But, um, um. Yeah, the whole long contract thing. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I mean, I like the idea of giving players long contracts, but maybe ten years is a bit too long, unless it's like Mbappe or someone. <laughs> you know, um, right. that I can that I can see. But uh, other other players, yeah, I don't. Ten ten years is is too long in my opinion. But I do like long contracts for players because uh, it does it does make a statement. It does say something that you're trying. You are trying to build for the and you're trying to invest in players now for the future right, right? so it. i do so i do i do like that um that approach but yeah he's uh like you said he's trying to like game the system and all this and uh 10 years is excessive for sure uh and uh and yeah i mean i think as a manager i mean i think i mean what's the average um the average time that a manager Age? has been at chelsea uh, no that, that manager oh. uh, average time that a manager has spent at chelsea in one appointment you know uh it's got to be like uh, that's what i mean so mm. you know me coming in as a manager if you're going into chelsea as a manager you're saying like uh, for me personally it's like i don't really care i wouldn't really look at the contracts because i'm not, not going to be here for 10 years <laughs> you know mudrick might be i'm not going to be yeah, so, yeah 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 but yeah i don't know that's a weird one because maybe i don't know if players as well you know become too comfortable because they're on a 10-year contract and so me as a manager coming in you know i'm having to deal with players who who are too too comfortable in that sense meanwhile mm. i'm here like trying to fighting for my life every day as a manager trying not to get sacked by by um american boy but uh so yeah so i don't know it's a bit it's a bit weird but um you know, i think we'll but, be revisiting chelsea a, a little bit more this year because uh there's really i think we went deep into the spending but i mean that it makes sense why the performance hasn't come. Although, has it? Has it? Like, does that excuse these huge bloaters? Got excuse not perform, no performance in the last year as well as this year. 
I don't know. That's a good. Does it I think excuse? that's a good question to ask. Does it excuse? Mm-hmm. Like you can say, oh, but he had the there was a turmoil, a change of ownership. They spent so much money. This huge Who's... goaded squad. It's gonna take. It's gonna take time for them to gel. I've heard that Gary Neville, I think, actually said that, but I, don't quote me on it. But I, I, I'm quite sure he mentioned that. Go, like, oh, it takes. How are they gonna gel? Or they maybe Carragher? Sorry, not Gary Neville. Uh, said like they're going to take time to gel. It's going to be a really, really long time, and will the manager be there? Which is a good question. But on the other hand, you have literally a litter of really good footballers. And for instance, again, I can only, as a fan of Tottenham, you see how Ange Postecoglou within one summer has got them up and running. How has he? How how has Pochettino not managed to do that? Well, I mean, it's a, it's just interesting. It's just interesting, it's like compl- how it's. Not I think really it's a completely different situation. First of all. I don't think mm. you can No, it is. But uh, no, more more in the times way. of the time. The time is the same. The timing that they got was the same. And yet they couldn't he they their their start to the league could not be more different. Right. That's what I'm saying though, is that it's a completely different situation. The only probably the, the only thing that is 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 similar is the time that they've been in. That's it. Everything else is completely different in terms of the yeah, situation and, that they're but, going in that they're walking into. So so yeah, I think I mean, but should be, should they be performing so badly ultimately? But the thing is, this you're going to point the finger to when you try and point the finger to someone at Chelsea. Who, what key figure has been there? You know, from manager to players. You know, who's which? Which I know. Like, Pochettino just got there, but which player has been there for a significant period of time where you're going to be like, you know, or which what what core? group of players because you know one player isn't enough you need a you need a core group of players who are going to be who are going to bring you a, a certain level of performances every week what core group of players have been there so is this is it like a new is this like a new squad a new chelsea squad like a new era for it chelsea? is it's a rebuild it's a rebuild so it's but, a complete I mean, rebuild so it's like who are you going to point the finger to i know <laughs> oh, like i know, you know i know who you can put the finger to the, yeah, fuck, the american the, the, the kitman the kitsman the kitsman yeah the kitman he's been there so that's why for me it comes down to Todd Boldy because right now, yeah, you know, like from Pochettino's point of view, you know what to exp- what is expected of you when you come to Chelsea. Like you have to, you have to, you have to take off running in your first season, one hundred percent. Like you have to, right. you have to, you know, finish top four in your first season, basically. Otherwise, you know, I mean, fuck, you know, Mauricio Sarri finished top four, won the Europa League, and they still sacked him. You know, so and made it to the <laughs> FA Cup final, and or yeah, yeah. So you know, so it's like, so you know what you know what to, what is expected of you coming in. So from that point of view, you know, I'm not going to sit here and and feel sorry for Pochettino because he knows what he's getting into. But at the same time, yes. you know, he's a, he wants to he wants to return to the Premier League, and you have an opportunity as a manager, you know, to return to the Premier League. He's oh. not going to say no. You're not going to say no. You know, no, you're gonna, he's not going to say, gonna say no. Say, but why? Know, so he's going to come. Oh, and and. The- and you know, and so and so that's it. And so if they, but let's see. Maybe Todd Bowley's thinking long term, and he's going to extend Pochettino's contract. Hey man, how long is his early, contract? It's early days. That's uh, what I, I think th- and that's three or three years or something with okay, plus two yeah. option or something like that. And that's but, another um, thing no, as well. They, they might come into form. They, they're still early. That's I'm, yeah, of course it's early. So I mean, things can change very quickly. So um, yeah, but yeah, and they have a lot of injuries, yeah, but still disappointing to not be in Europe with the. They spent 600 billion last year, didn't get into Europe. They spent another like 400 to 500 million this yeah, year. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, that whole and European thing crap. is like, so are we, are we gonna like, so does it do no, because European there's no be, means because they didn't get in the top four, they didn't even get a top seven, man, 
Right. Okay. They couldn't so break in the top so, seven. So we're talking. So we're 12. talking about just Europe in general. We're talking about. We're not talking about top top four. Just no, Europe, Europe is a metric for uh, Europe. Europe is a metric of performance in the Premier League. Right, it means you finished in the top seven. They didn't manage to finish in the top seven, and and right now they're mid table as well. Yeah, yeah, top seven. That I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about top four. I thought you were talking about top four. But yeah, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Because what I was going to say about top four is that what I was going to say about top four was that you know, I think I think Premier League clubs need to start putting less value on. Uh, or less using using qualification with the Champions League is less of a metric for success season by season because you can't with the because mm. uh, which out of the top six let's say top six because there's not it's not top six anymore let's be honest it's not right but let's just call no. let's just take the top six which which of those teams have finished consistently in the top four for the last I don't know five years City but except for City. Two. Nobody? City, Liverpool. No, Liverpool, what do you mean? Liverpool City, didn't finish Liverpool. in top four last season. Oh shit, they didn't finish. Yeah, right, they didn't finish. So it's only City. But one. Out of, I mean, like yeah, every they, year. Yeah, one out of. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know one what you out mean. Of like six. one out, literally every. One year. out of yeah. six. So you have yeah. to expect, unless you're going to become Man City, right? You uh, you have to you have to be you have to come to terms with the fact that it's very likely that you're gonna you're not going to be in the top four. At le- for at least one season every five years, or, you know, mm. right now I'm not saying maybe mm. ten years is completely different. We have a new, a solid yeah. top four again. I don't know, but and I love it to be honest because you know, better competition. Yeah, it's competitive. Maybe. But we to close it off, Chelsea, our eye, both the coaches and the fans' eyes are on you, Pochettino. <laughs> you betrayed us. You went to them. You called them the greatest club in England of the last 10, 15 years, which I used to love you, and you, it killed, that killed me that you said that. Maurizio, uh, I have nothing against anyway. you, my friend. I do. I hope we have. I, I, I even have it. I'm literally looking at his book, Brave New World. <sighs> we'll see you soon, Poch. We'll see you soon, Poch, and I. we hope we destroy you. I hope we destroy you. I love you, but I hope we destroy you. All right. So, to close it off, <laughs> any last remarks? We hope we destroy you. We are here to destroy you, all the way uh, from Australia. Last remarks. Any hmm. any anything? How's your how's your? You want to do a little? Um, I don't know. Coaching, coaching. Uh, stat time, maybe. Little like maybe a little terminology. People listening should uh, look up anything like that. <laughs> little like little lesson of the day. Um, I mean, I, stats. I just pull them up for fun. There's nothing to do with. I don't really use them in coaching. Stat time. All right, let's drop a stat. I don't time really care. I don't really. I don't really care for stats. But I don't. I actually. Don't, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any stats. All right. Have well, you? that's a stat. <laughs> that's <not> a stat. <laughs> I have zero stats. Go ahead. I have you, zero you stats. Have? That's a. You stat. have some. You have some. Um, where was it? One second. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I well, mean, I could do a simple stat like I could do a simple stat like how how when was the last time Tottenham was top of the table after game week eight? 
and uh, but who wants to who even I don't want to be considered yeah, I, don't I don't want don't. Tottenham to be considered in the title race and stuff like this that's a crappy no. stat but so <laughs> let's uh let our let's let our audience go and and spend better time than listening to our okay go on. before we go though go on tell me tell us when when was it it was like I think 30 1972 years. Okay, so basically, guys, Tottenham fans are are about to do you know what in their celebrate. <laughs> try, don't be the celebration to, police, okay? Yeah, tell, someone tell these guys they've got thirty games to go, please. All right, um, <laughs> go ahead. We ah top of the league. Uh, we are top of the league. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap right. it up for us. So, well. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach versus Fan. We appreciate you. We love you. We uh, understand your patience uh, and for bearing with us. But uh, we are a work in progress, just like Chelsea and Tottenham and Arsenal. City's already the finished article. But yes, if you are on Spotify, please follow the podcast. It's amazing. If you do, it helps us a lot. It gives us encouragement, confidence to perform better for you. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe um, because we dress up for you. We put this amazing kits on. Audi puts those awesome-looking headphones on and that beautiful hoodie. So, ladies hey, and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I'm home on a Friday podcast. night. I'm home on a Friday night for this. And we do this on a Friday night I'll for you people. I'll and we do this I... on a Friday night for you people. I'll wear what I got then, please. <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and watching and bearing with us. We love you. Take care. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football where you can. See you later.